Welcome to Being Olivia, the podcast that promotes holistic wellness for women of color. Follow along as we explore our identities, take in the world around us, and create our own wellness journey. This podcast is powered by J. Olive LLC. Please be advised the content of this series should not substitute seeking professional care, advice, diagnosis, or treatment. We welcome your host, Jasmine Brooks. Welcome, welcome back to Being Olivia, hashtag being brave. Uh, The series is uh, really getting to a great start. And I'm just really thrilled about all the feedback uh, messages that I got from folks, really just trying to get this up and running and finding time to do it. I have a lot to say, a lot of things I want people to reflect on and really just trying to find a time to record. So I appreciate you all taking the time to listen to this second episode. Again, hashtag being brave is really about moving forward and and addressing, you know, issues in your life, things that are weighing you down and finding ways in which you can start to manage some of that and, and really maintaining that positive energy, that positive space that you're trying to create. Uh, last week we had, uh, conversations around thinking what is weighing you down and reflecting on that. I hope you were able to make a list. Um, and hopefully that list has a few things on it that you want to start tackling in this episode. I have some tips that I want to share with you all and thinking about again, addressing some of the weight that you're carrying from, stress at work to personal life to thinking about partnerships and intimate relationships or maybe friendships or maybe just thinking about your your future goals and aspirations maybe you're making a significant change in life maybe you're thinking about making a change and you're unsure maybe it's finances again it really is thinking about all these dimensions that we talked about in that first installment and thinking about how it can impact you moving forward. And so uh, getting to your list, um, I really want you to pull that out if you have it. If not, just kind of have it in the back of your mind what that list is. And we'll get into some of the weight. But before that, I want to get into stressors of the week. I'm not going to lie, I chose that transition because it sparked my memory about something a few weekends ago. I did a staycation um, in the major city that's closest to us, and it was just a way to get away from life and responsibilities and go have fun. We brought the, the puppy, and we were able to go and live our best life like we were teenagers again. Granted, like we went to sleep pretty early in the in the evening which my husband says like what's going on this is not okay I feel like I'm being robbed and I agree I agree going into my 30s I'm like okay this whole falling asleep around 9 30 not being able to stay up this is gonna be a really interesting transition for me but I digress getting into the stresses of the week number one 
stressor for me right now and I'm pretty sure this is not something you all are unfamiliar with but this Serena Williams and Naomi Osaka situation I have been blowing fumes for the past few days I'll tell you why I think the biggest one is the frustration of how much this is overshadowing Naomi's win and I think we can all agree that she was going to win and there was nothing called into question for that but I think because the situation of Serena being called a cheater and then her calling the person traitor up like that isn't that is a, a, a a pretty standard response like if you know that you haven't done anything wrong and that is not only going to impact your um your ability to win you know and play fair but also it calls into question your character she built she builds a brand on her character her ability to be a, a great person all the way around and not just an athlete and she even brought in her daughter and I and I I felt for her when she was having that conversation with the ref and I just thought it was just awful and such a mirroring image of most women of color's experience of how often are we silent when when things become unfair for us that you know again we call we get called into question about our abilities and who we are and if we make one mistake that it's just an epic fail around everything and if we say anything there's a lack of tact and unprofessionalism and and everything else under the sun that comes around with that crap and i call bull right i call bull because i'm not about to sit here and police my emotions and my and my feelings and my expression of of being a woman of color to make someone else feel safe there have been countless times, I'm pretty sure you all have experienced it too, where you've had to hold your tongue and you've had to be okay with the small jabs and the shade that people throw and the 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 crap that happens, you know, behind closed doors and and you have to stand up for yourself, right? So when you finally get to that that place of like, no, like this is not gonna happen again, it's like there's punishment. There's punishment for you speaking your truth, existing in your space, taking up space, and, and like with Serena's situation, being, being a true athlete, we all know she is one of the top athletes in the world and probably in our generation, right? Like, I look up to her. She inspired me to, you know, go back to school, and she inspired me to look, you know, more around women's health. Um, and really taking it into my own, you know, accountability around women's health. And so I, I fuming, fuming from this situation. And I feel for Naomi because she's so talented. She's brave, and beautiful, seemed like amazing soul. Like how she just kind of stood there and took all those booze. Like, and I'm like now her experience, her first experience going to the Grand Slam, winning it has to be overshadowed by this and I know that Serena is and, and I hope that she continues to find other avenues um, and continue to find ways to you know promote equity with of women in in sports like this is this is true life like this is real like this isn't just for her and I know she knows that 
And I hope Naomi takes this as a sign that she has to continue that fight as the next generation. Like, she can't just take this and say, okay, well, this was a fluke. Like, can we move on? Like, no, this, this, is, this needs to be a conversation and folks need to be held accountable because Serena, it's not even about the money, right? Like, that's just chump change for her. It is about her, her character being being slandered in public on on international tv like that's not okay and then uh, the audacity of the australian newspaper to have that picture that that character of her looking like a big like angry black woman i'm just like this is the crap i'm talking about is that anytime we are vocal anytime that we are true and anything we're saying, it's like that we're deemed as angry animals. And I'm just like so fed up. I'm fed up and I just am like, that's not okay. And I was initially, my stressor was written down as talking about accountability. I'm holding these people accountable. I am sharing my truth and that this is crap. This is more than crap. This is, I don't even wanna curse, but this is like, this is straight bull. Like, this isn't okay. None of this is okay. And I'm just like, now I'm so stressed out. I'm stressed out for them. I'm, sh I'm being reminded in my own space about how I need to be on guard now. Like, now I'm looking at everybody crazy because this is just a reminder of our experiences. But I will be calm. I will be calm right now because the important part about it is ha having you all uh, really find your voices um, in this series and I just want to just really encourage you to take you know things that I'm saying seriously and, and looking at your own life and trying to find ways of you know altering altering it so that it's better for you like forget what the world is saying like we're gonna we're gonna know all the time about how they look at us how they feel um, and and that will always be there because Someone's always going to be bothered. Someone's always going to feel insecure. Someone's always going to feel like we hurt them because our existence is there. Just existing and breathing in that space is a problem. So anything else that falls under that, like we don't need to be worrying about. And so if that's what's weighing you down, I encourage you, Queen, to really just look at it and say, you know what, I am going to thrive. I am going to fix my crown. I am going to not listen and take on any of whatever that person or things are saying. And I'm going to go and find something to affirm myself and be with my friends and supporting my family and moving forward. I'm going to do something better. I, it's not about proving them wrong. Like you need to do it for you. If you over here trying to prove people wrong, you doing it the wrong way. Prove it for you, for you the generation that comes after you like we need to be more communal than ever and so i just encourage you like whatever you want to do and it's been stalled because of anybody's voice like you need to just wipe that crap and go and do it it don't matter how dumb or silly or you don't have any money like that stuff don't matter go and do it i'm doing it right now and i have no idea what i'm doing but I believe in it. I believe that someone is going to listen, that someone is going to heed my words, and that someone is going to go do better. And in every space that I can take up, I am going to take up, and I encourage you to do that. Do not, do not give up your space. 
Do not. We, If we give up our space, we're giving our ground. And for all the people who have struggled thus far to get us to where we are, we cannot give up. And so take this experience. I encourage you to research some of the articles that came out. Um, there were some really great ones that were um, posted. Uh, and I'll share it on my Instagram just to make sure some of that is available to you all. But really just don't look at this as a, oh, just something that happened. Like this is important. This is a real life example of what women of color go through. Not just black women, all women of color, our trans folks, our queer folks, like literally all women of color from all diverse, diverse spectrums and identities. Like this is what we go through. And, and I, am, I am with you, Serena. I am with you, Naomi because we need to stand together. So that's my two cents and my stressor for the week. So I wanna get into um, the series, again, hashtag being brave. This week we want to talk about actionable steps to addressing what's weighing you down and if you don't have your list pulled out, definitely pull it out because maybe you can start making some, some notes from that. If not, just in the back of your head, remind yourself about um, some of the things that you reflect on from last week. But I want to um, first just reiterate that I'm starting with this series as an introduction to the support that I want to provide and really allowing you all to give me feedback. I'm working on a website so that you all could do that and maybe share some of your experiences, but do not hesitate to add me on Instagram at being underscore Olivia. We have a lot of fun. I share a lot of my, you know, different recipes that I do. Uh, I repost a lot of really good information and resources that I, that I show. And again, just trying to provide a positive space for women of color to see themselves, see other women of color thriving and just really just making this a positive uh, forward thinking space uh, for women of all um, backgrounds, shapes, sizes, experiences, all those things. I just want to, you know, really pollute the space and, and really make it, it grow into something that is helpful for you all. So to get into um, thinking about the, the first actionable step uh, is first reflection question is what can I control so when I was thinking about um, the steps I was asking myself like what is the first thing people think of and it's always about like organizing prioritizing which is a part of the step but I think the first step is thinking about what you can control because the one thing that I recognize for myself is I was always trying to address things in my life that I did not have a stake in I did not bring into my space, but I allowed to exist in my mind. I allowed to exist um, and when thinking about how I go about life, but again, it wasn't mine. And so another part of that is what thinking of control, like there are things that we just have and for the time being, it's ours. And so with those two things in mind, it's like, what can I control? So for me, I, I'm going to choose one thing off of my list. Going to choose, you know, my, my physical health. Um, I know that some things I can't control from that would be just my time. 
as much as I'm like, yes, go find time to go work out and those types of things, it really boils down to where do I want to prioritize and spend my time. And so I can't control how many hours are in the day, but I'm going to say, all right, for the time that I do have, what are some small things that I can do throughout the day? Uh, also thinking about like if, if physical activity isn't something that's on your list, maybe it's a personal relationship. Maybe that person is really close to you and, and cutting them off is, isn't an option. Um, or maybe just how you're responding to things, which is a part of the list, but we're going to stay to what you can control. is really marking down right now what you can and can't control. Um, and saying to yourself and being honest with yourself about that. Because I think it'll allow you to try and find where you can put your energy and where your energy is best suited and in, in moving forward with any change that you want in your life. Number two, uh, what is realistic? And so that is a good reflection question because after I figure out what can what I can and can't control, if I'm saying I want to change it, what is realistic? And what I mean by that is what's realistic right now versus later. So if it's your job that's weighing you down and you know that you need some financial stability, quitting your job is not a realistic option. But maybe you could put yourself on a path of seeking new employment in the meantime. Um, maybe you can try and cut down the, the hours that you're working and maybe putting it in as an energy into something else. Again, what is a realistic thing for you to do? And so kind of making that list in a horizontal way and then marking it as what's control, what's not in your control, saying to yourself next, what is realistic? What can I accomplish now? What can I accomplish in the next six months? What can I accomplish in the next year or so? And being honest with yourself about that. Again, I stress honesty because it's like, yes, I'm going to be real mad about this one thing and I'm going to break this off and this isn't what I'm going to focus on anymore. But really, that's super, super important for you to just take a step back and just be honest with yourself of like, if I am super weak in this area and I know that it's going to take me some time to uh, address it, then maybe I, I chip off a piece of it. And that's what my realistic goal is. The next one uh, is thinking about organizing, prior, prioritizing. And so I, I uh, talked about that goal, right? So if this is one big thing and it's going to take you a lot of time to address it, again, finding the little chips that you can do uh, and grouping them and finding ways to organize them. And so going back to my own health, uh, I know that my physical health is such a broad thing, but I think about like um, my eating habits, I think about my sleeping habits, I think about the activity that I do. Um, and with the activity, maybe that next tier is like how often I want to walk my dog to get outside because that's what I got a dog for is to be more active because uh, I knew that I would not go work out, right? I knew that that being in the gym just wasn't a thing for me after I tried it. And not to say like being in the gym is like a terrible experience, but I know for me, it, it's just going to take me some time to get there because there's so many other barriers. So with that in mind, thinking about your barriers and prioritizing what you're willing to do and giving yourself reasonable, actionable goals. So I'm, I don't know if you remember SMART goals. SMART goals are really important because they're specific, they're measurable, they're actionable. They're reasonable and they're time sensitive. And so 
kind of again thinking about what smart goals you want to incorporate into addressing some of those chips from your general type of layer of your what's weighing you down so again i want to just reiterate the reflection of first what you can control two what is realistic three trying to organize and prioritizing some of those chips the next one is um, something that just incorporates them all but how are you responding and so that brings up a lot for me uh, because right now I I've kind of reached that this fourth layer of how I'm responding to things and it, and it sucks because once you start to do those actions and start to accomplish those goals things won't feel normal things will feel like they're falling apart folks aren't reacting the way that you want them to you're trying to hold you know pieces of your life accountable and you're trying to uh, address some of the areas that you're not feeling good in and it's just going to make you feel so um, rocky and I just want to encourage you to think about what you're doing to set up your response and so if you feel like anytime that you aren't you know focused and you're kind of falling off your wagon and your immediate thing is to go you know eat your emotions or uh, backtrack some of the things that you've worked so hard to do like really setting up how you're going to respond and so some things that I took from counselings and again I encourage counselling um, when thinking about responding is to, to reassociate and so for every negative thought and feeling I have is to really help to train my brain to think about something positive it doesn't have to do specifically with what you're doing but again it helps your brain start to exercise that muscle of affirmation so self-affirmation because a lot of times we're seeking those external affirmations and our friend that you call may not you know respond the way you want them to respond or that colleague is responding in a negative way or that partner isn't you know there for you and present and available like you really need to look at the ownership for yourself and say what can I control? What is realistic? I prioritize this thing. Oops, I did, you know, X, Y, Z and I backtracked. I'm gonna, you know, do this to make myself, you know, stay on task. So if that is, you know, saying a prayer or incorporating yoga for the day, something that'll help jumpstart that, that engine again to help move forward. And I truly encourage you to reflect on your responses when you aren't doing the best. Because as much as you're like, yes, I'm going to address some of this stuff and it's going to be great and it's going to be perfect. It's not. It doesn't feel good. It feels abnormal. And even for me, like I just recognize how much I was living in my trauma and how much like that was my comfort space. Like I got a blanket. I was like always wanting to cry and be lonesome and worrisome and feeling like the world's against me and it was just super unhealthy and I was creating more toxic behavior than what I was you know taught and so I would encourage you to what is think about what is your blanket and what what is actually you know causing you to continue to backtrack and and respond in those ways and really say to yourself too, like, does everything deserve a response? That's the other thing, is that everything doesn't deserve your response. When someone says something negative, when someone 
does something negative to you or you're feeling it in some way, like sometimes a response isn't necessary because really that is that is some enemy and, and some spirit that is really trying to rock you. And you really just look at that person and be like, wow, you're getting used right now to, to help me get off track. And it's not about forgiving that person, but recognizing like you're going to be super open to all types of crap. And so when you're really trying to get your life together, just recognize what those things are and really deciphering for yourself what response you need to have and if the response is necessary. And then I would also, uh, with that in mind, think about importance of self-care. And I even said when you were making your list, like, to be mindful about your self-care as you're writing things down, going and, you know, putting it away out of sight, but in mind, going to go do something that, you know, makes you feel good and, and, and safe. I kid you not, my thing, my self-care is a variance of things. It is, you know, eating good food. I literally um, found out about everything but the bagel seasoning. I don't even know if I'm saying it right, but I want to drink that bottle because I put it on hummus the other day and I just fell in love. And I love salt and I won't encourage people to eat salt, but I love salt. Um, and I have been watching my cholesterol and my blood pressure. So I encourage you to <laughs> seek professional care in that avenue if you're trying to um, dive into the salt realm, but, um, I love tasting new things, ice cream, burgers, um, lots of vegetables. My husband does a lot of different vegetables. Um, again, that's just my, my go-to is food. And that also too, it's like trying new wines and beers and, you know, exploring outside and, and being with friends and just laughing. Like, Whatever it is that is good for you, go do it. Um, Self-care doesn't have to be this regimented thing. And so I kudos, I say kudos to people who can do regimented things like go work out three days a week, go do this, you know, four days a week, do this every morning. Like I am just not a consistent person and I've tried to live that life and it's just not work for me. And so for whatever I feel that day, I just reflect on myself about how I'm going to respond, how am I going to take care of myself in the process, and how I'm going to get myself back on track. And also, giving yourself grace, giving yourself grace for the idea that, like, you're getting back on track timestamp, maybe a day, maybe two weeks, maybe a month, um, and it's a work in progress, because whatever comes your way and rocks you, like, sometimes that's going to rock you for a minute. And so it's okay to be mad about it for a minute. Like, and don't let someone, you know, rush you on that. Like, I was mad about something for two weeks. And it really rocked me to where I couldn't go to work. I couldn't focus on my job. I had a lot of deadlines. And I just had to be honest with myself. Like, I had to sit in what was bothering me because I feel like I moved through my emotions so quickly to make others feel comfortable. Just like I talked about that stress of the week is that I move through things slower than most people. Like I get upset about things because I am sensitive. I am um, a caring person and when I can't 
live in either of those spaces comfortably for myself, like it does bother me. And I have been taught like, you know, stop crying, like you cry too quickly. And the moment where I stopped allowing people to dictate for me what was happening and I practiced my own self-care, like my, my ability to cry off the rim slowed down. I was, once I started noticing for myself and reiterating and affirming for myself that crying wasn't bad, I literally like can, cannot, I don't have to cry on a rim anymore. Like I'm not automatically harmed or hurt to where my automatic response is crying. Like I still get upset, but I get upset in a different way. And so I think with all of that in mind, like it's important to think about for you, like what can you do? What can you control? What is realistic? How are you organizing some of those things? Um, are, are, are some of these things, some things that you can, you know, do right now? You know, if you are a person that's like, I'm always watching Netflix, try and take, chip off an hour a day. You know, try, try and chip off an hour a day to uh, replace it with something else. Like, don't say I'm going to cut off Netflix. Like, I don't cut off Netflix. So I'm not going to tell you to cut off Netflix. So, Try some of those things. Again, I'll just reiterate the what can you control? What is realistic? How can you organize and prioritize? How are you thinking about responding? And then incorporating some of that self-care. All these things are super important. I'm pretty sure there's so many other things that are, are available for you to um, work through. But I really thought that these were some really good actionable steps uh, and reflection questions that you can do to move towards those actionable steps. Um, but I hope this was super helpful for you because it's been helpful for me in, in my in my journey. So I really hope that this was helpful for you um, in thinking about how can you be brave um, and, and really taking the steps to make change in your life. Um, stay tuned for the last installment of Being Brave and thinking about what can you do to maintain some of the, the steps that you were taking and maintaining some of the happiness and, and positivity and, and life that you're just trying to incorporate into your life a little bit more. Don't forget to add us on at being underscore Olivia on Instagram. Um, share with me some of your ideas. Use the hashtag Be Brave. Post about what you're doing to be brave. Um, during the week or during the day, I encourage other people, don't let this just stay with you, but share with others what you're trying to do uh, so that we can really, you know, spread the light, spread the, the wealth of knowledge to others. So thank you and so see you soon. Thank you for listening to Being Olivia. Subscribe via SoundCloud and check us out on Instagram at being underscore Olivia. As always, be true to yourself and live your best life.